chapter twenty four of the splendid outcast by george gibbs this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva the clue the body of harry horton had been removed from the studio and this it seemed made moira's task less painful but she was now armed with a desperate courage which even the sight of harry's mangled body would not have dismayed and the thought that her keenness of perception her intelligence her woman's instinct were the only weapons she had with which to combat the scepticism of this skilful detective and save jim horton from the perils of impending indictment for murder gave her a sense of responsibility which keyed her faculties to their utmost and drove from her heart all terrors of her situation she must succeed where monsieur mathieu had failed instinct would guide her instinct and faith monsieur mathieu if not her enemy was prejudiced in favor of a preconceived idea which every bit of evidence justified and yet there must be other evidence clues neglected trifles overlooked and she must find them out the burden of the testimony against jim horton would fall if she could prove it physically possible for some one to have been in the studio while jim horton and piquette had waited outside this was her object nothing else seemed to matter on the way to the rue de tavennes in a cab monsieur simon replied politely to her questions giving her all the information she desired while monsieur mathieu sat opposite how she hated the man his smile patronized his reddish hair inflamed her she could see that in his mind jim horton was already convicted but when they reached the porte cochere of madame toupin monsieur simon handed her gravely down and monsieur mathieu led the way up the stair to the studio where a policeman was still on guard moira followed the commissaire closely and stood for a moment on the threshold of the room while monsieur mathieu unbent enough to show her where the body lay and to indicate the locked door and the chair which had been overturned to moira these matters were already unimportant since she saw no reason to deny the testimony of the many witnesses on these points she entered the room slowly with a feeling of some awe and for a moment stood by the fireplace glancing from one object to the other thinking deeply a dark stain on the rug just before her gave her a tremor but she recovered herself immediately and walked slowly around the room examining each object as though she had never seen it before does madame wish to look in the apartment or the kitchenette she heard monsieur mathieu's voice asking but she shook her head the answer to the mystery lay here in this very room she was already satisfied as to that is this room in the precise condition in which it was found when the police first arrived she asked coolly 
yes madame except for the removal of the body nothing has been disturbed you are sure of this i am madame it is for this reason that a policeman has been always on guard and you yourself monsieur you have moved no object no drapery no chair no madame nothing i climbed upon the couch to look out of the window that is all she nodded and passed around the lay figure which she was regarding with a new interest and the gray drapery on the shoulder of the lay figure you say it has not been touched monsieur mathieu looked up with a smile i examined the figure carefully madame i may have raised the drapery but i restored it as i found it then things are not precisely as they were she said keenly no madame not the gray drapery said mathieu amusedly you did not touch the bolero jacket no madame nor the skirt i am quite sure of that said the commissaire she removed the hat from the head of papier-mache and examined it minutely then took off the head itself and stared into the painted eyes as though asking the mute familiar lips a question and then suddenly as the commissaire and monsieur simon watched curiously tis a pity that you move the draperies monsieur mathieu she said slowly why madame because you have disturbed the dust i can't understand why i was away for a week some dust would have accumulated upon the draperies the figure has been touched it is not as i left it of course madame i made a thorough investigation and what did you learn from it she asked quietly monsieur mathieu glanced at her once and then shrugged nothing madame a lay figure is a lay figure true said moira carelessly but the commissaire found himself regarding her with a new appraising eye what did she mean by this question but she moved past him quickly as though with a definite purpose and approached the north window which of these sashes was unlocked monsieur the one to the right madame i see you say it was closed but not fastened that is correct that is strange why madame because i fastened it with great care before i left for fontainebleau you are sure of this positive it has an awkward catch you see and she demonstrated how easily it came unlatched unless pressed firmly down monsieur mathieu came forward smiling you only indicate madame that it will slip easily out of place moira met his gaze firmly try to make it slip monsieur she said since i have fastened it he tried by tapping by shaking the window but the catch held it is a matter of little moment he muttered since it would be impossible for the murderer to have escaped this way perhaps said moira but while she spoke she unlocked the catch then slipped it insecurely into place and stood aside studying it keenly what is it that interests you madame asked the juge d'instruction the catch monsieur she replied quietly it is an old one the edges are worn quite smooth 
and just then as a breeze came from without the french window swung gently open monsieur mathieu started back a pace and glanced at monsieur simon you found this window open monsieur le commissaire said the judge that is true replied the commissaire confidently but it is possible that monsieur Horton may have disturbed it when he examined it before the murder moira turned quickly the window was securely locked i left it so monsieur Horton found it so you make nothing of this either monsieur le commissaire monsieur mathieu shook his head and pointed toward the opening my answer to your questions madame is yonder he said with a grin explain to me how any living man could have descended from that window and i will surrender to you my position and my reputation as commissaire de police moira made no reply she had climbed upon the couch and was already half out of the window examining the broad ledge outside while monsieur simon somewhat alarmed lest she should lose her balance had caught her by the skirt of her dress be careful madame he warned you may fall have no fear monsieur le juge she said with a smile but she had lowered herself to her knees upon the ledge outside and clinging to the jamb of the window was carefully examining every inch of the sill and tin gutter monsieur mathieu inside the room had lighted a cigarette and was puffing at it contentedly looking on with an amused tolerance at the solicitude of monsieur simon who as he knew was more easily swayed than himself from the paths of his duty by a pretty face or a well-turned ankle through the panes of glass he saw that the girl had bent forward at the edge her eyes near the tin gutter the fingers of one hand touching the edge while monsieur simon held her other arm and besought her to return this she did presently standing for a moment upright in the open window and looking down at them intently a challenge in her eyes for the commissaire did you discover anything madame he asked politely enough though his professional manner may not have indicated it monsieur mathieu was sorry for her she had attempted the impossible her lover was doomed but she was handsome with the fine color that had come into her face from her exertions and the new gleam of hope that had come into her eyes handsome but her effort was futile so futile to hope to find clues where he mathieu had failed she didn't reply and accepting the hand which the gallant juge d'instruction offered her stepped down to the couch and so to the floor you see madame ventured the commissaire more kindly that it would be quite out of the question for the murderer to have descended from the window i have never thought that he did monsieur said moira dryly the commissaire stared at her for a moment in astonishment what was the meaning of this sudden assurance in her tone could it be possible that this girl had noted something that he had overlooked that she had evolved a theory out of some intangible bit of evidence that had escaped him impossible 
and yet curiously enough he experienced a slight feeling of uneasiness which might have been discomfort had he not been so sure of himself you have perhaps happened upon something that has escaped my eye he asked frankly i do not know what your eye saw or what it did not see monsieur she said quietly but i have learned nothing to make me change my opinions as to this crime i hope that you will be able to confirm them said the commissaire if there is anything that i can do yes monsieur broke in moira with precision if monsieur le juge d'instruction will grant permission with a flash of her eyes at monsieur simon i would be obliged if you would summon for me monsieur joubert or any others in the building who followed monsieur horton up the stair she glanced at monsieur simon who bowed his head in agreement by all means said the judge if madame has reason to believe i ask it monsieur le juge not as a favor but as a necessary step in the administration of justice in this case it is little enough go monsieur here are the names madame toupin will direct you monsieur mathieu hesitated he did not wish to leave the room something had happened to change the manner of this woman her eyes glowed she was authoritative inspired he was beginning to believe that after all you will please go at once monsieur the voice of the judge was saying madame and i will await your return and so with a backward glance monsieur mathieu went out you think you have found a clue madame asked monsieur simon with an air of encouragement i don't know monsieur a hope perhaps a vain one but you are friendly you shall see and crossing quickly in front of him she went directly to the lay figure and examined it minutely this old skirt monsieur as you will observe is fastened by buttons it is somewhat twisted on one side yes madame this was the first thing that attracted my attention but one button holds it and it is fastened at the wrong buttonhole and what does that signify merely that it has been tampered with i did not fasten it in this way monsieur she said positively you are sure monsieur simon was now as eager as she absolutely i am a leisurely person i have done all the cleaning in this studio myself i am careful in small matters it would have been impossible for me to have fastened these buttons as you see them sapristi madame and you think he paused as moira unbuttoned the old skirt and slipped it down while she moved eagerly around the partially disrobed figure monsieur she gasped in sudden excitement as she pointed to the cotton covering of the mannequin he looked where she pointed and saw a stain of dirt and dust which extended the full length of the thigh what does it mean he asked the lay figure has been moved from its iron bracket and even so what but she had fallen on her knees before it and didn't even hear him for she suddenly bent forward with a little cry and put her finger into a small tear in the cotton cloth on the outside of the right calf i have it she muttered excitedly as though half to herself i have it new clean on one side soiled on the other what madame 
what asked simon catching the fire of her eagerness the hole in the leg monsieur she cried don't you see a piece torn out against some rough surface yes but and here is the cloth that was torn from it she gasped exhibiting a small piece of cotton cloth you see it fits the tear exactly simon took it from her hands and scrutinized it through his glasses the torn piece was of the same material as the cotton skin of the lay figure soiled upon one side and clean upon the other where did you find this piece of cotton madame he asked in a suppressed tone outside the window hanging below a torn edge of the tin gutter where it must have escaped the eyes of monsieur le commissaire mon dieu then the lay figure must have been outside on the ledge exactly outside the stain of dust upon the legs shows how it lay magnifique madame but the skirt and the jacket were first removed she went on breathlessly isn't it obvious otherwise there would have been no stain of dirt upon the leg there's no mark of dirt upon them quick madame the jacket and with his own hands the judge helped her remove the spanish jacket taking from his pocket a small magnifying glass with which he examined the figure intently by the armpits monsieur simon it is there the hands would have caught simon obeyed while moira lifted the arms there's something he muttered softly a stain broke in moira quickly i can see it with the naked eye it was a faint smudge of a brownish color like rust the print of a finger she mumbled it shall be analyzed it looks like the murderous finger stained if it is blood madame yes yes then the murderer carried this figure back after the murder exactly and he she paused and then was suddenly silent for monsieur mathieu the commissaire appeared at the door of the studio he came quickly forward glancing at the denuded mannequin in the absurd pose of gesticulation into which they had put it it seemed to be making a ribald gesture at the astonished commissaire you have left nothing to the imagination i see madame and then you have discovered something he asked perhaps said moira briefly you have been able to find some of the witnesses yes madame the most important but it would give me pleasure to know in a moment monsieur i am intent upon this problem perhaps we shall learn something it is monsieur joubert that i wish to see particularly he is a carpenter and lives in the court at the rear it is he that i have found madame and turning aside mathieu beckoned toward the corridor and monsieur joubert entered he was well known to moira and saluted her his brow troubled bonjour monsieur joubert she said trying to control the beating of her heart and the labor of her breathing for here she knew was to be the test of the worth of her discoveries everything that she believed would stand or fall by the testimony of the people who had followed jim horton up the stair bonjour madame horton said the carpenter politely where were you monsieur she began 
when you heard monsieur horton's cry of alarm in the court below madame i was standing with monsieur Laveau, the pastry cook at the angle of the wall just inside the loge of madame toupin and when you heard the cries what did you do asked the girl i waited a moment in fear and then with monsieur Laveau went toward the entrance were there some others there oui madame a number of persons came running into the court they seemed to spring from the earth as if by magic and were you among the first to rush up the stair oui madame there were but two or three before me and whom did you find on the second landing monsieur Orton and a lady who told us that the murder had been committed and you went with him up the stair yes monsieur a policeman had come rushing in and we all mounted to the third floor was it dark out there on the third floor landing not dark but dim the studio door was open and threw a light outside and what did you do then some rushed into the studio we were all greatly excited i stood in the hallway some went to the small hall room the door of which was partly open it was dark inside the hall room oui madame dark you have testified that one of the crowd went into the small hall room and came out saying that no one was there no madame no one was there i and monsieur Laveau went into the room made a light and verified the statement of the man who had come out moira clasped and unclasped her hands nervously and when she spoke again her throat was dry with uncertainty monsieur joubert you will please listen very carefully to my question and try to answer very accurately oui madame you say that one of the crowd who had come up the stair with you examined the room did you see him come out of the door oui madame i saw him come out she paused significantly and then with emphasis did you see him go in monsieur joubert joubert stared at her stupidly for a moment and monsieur mathieu and the judge leaned forward aware of the intent of the question as the man did not reply it was the juge d'instruction who broke the silence impatiently yes yes monsieur joubert he questioned sharply did you see him go in the truth monsieur joubert gasped moira joubert scratched his head and shuffled his feet awkwardly no madame i can't really say that i did did any of the others see him go in here monsieur simon broke in quietly pardon madame but that is a question the other witnesses must answer moira glanced at him and then at monsieur mathieu perhaps you can inform me monsieur le commissaire she said have any of the witnesses who testified to seeing this man come out of the door also testified to seeing him go in many persons went into the room madame later monsieur she broke in quickly later after this man who had come out had mingled with the crowd and gone down the stair monsieur mathieu started madame he gasped 
listen monsieur joubert she went on earnestly and answer me truthfully for the life of a human being hangs on your replies did you know some of the people in the crowd who rushed up the stair as to that oui madame said joubert more easily most of them i knew they are of the neighbourhood monsieur lavaux monsieur picard of the lavoir monsieur gabriel and others but this man who came out of the door of the hall-room she insisted clearly you had never seen him before joubert shrugged now that you mention it madame i think that is the truth are you sure that you never saw him in the neighbourhood no madame i never saw him in this neighbourhood moira gasped in relief aware that the commissaire from contempt uh, from indifference had been reduced to the silence of consternation she saw it in his face and in the eyes of monsieur simon who stood beside her listening in admiration and ready to aid her with advice or question he was on her side now but she was reserving her strongest stroke for the last and she delivered it with growing assurance for in her heart all along she had known through whom and by whom the murder must have been committed monsieur joubert she asked coolly you say the light was dim in the corridor was it too dark for you to see what the man who came out of the door looked like it was dim madame but i remember him perfectly you could identify him if you saw him i think so madame good perhaps i can describe him to you monsieur joubert he was not a large man he was smaller than you with broad but bent shoulders long arms like an ape's which reached nearly to his knees a thin face small black eyes a nose like the beak of an eagle joubert had started back in astonishment it is he madame you have described him and when he walked he had a slight limp of the left leg a limp madame it is true cried joubert the very same he limped i saw it as he came forward that would be all monsieur joubert said moira wearily and when the man had gone out she turned to monsieur simon with a smile of triumph have i made out a case monsieur le juge parfaitement madame but the murderer he urged she grew grave at once the man i've described is monsieur tricot the two men exchanged glances we have already taken steps he will be found madame said the commissaire all the police of paris are on his trail i pray god you may find him said moira quietly and even if we do not madame said monsieur simon you have created already a reasonable doubt and then with a mischievous look toward monsieur mathieu but i think perhaps it would be as well if you took monsieur le commissaire into your confidence monsieur mathieu aware of the position the juge d'instruction had now taken was silent but still incredulous i should like to hear the other facts upon which you base this testimony he said slowly monsieur simon waved his hand toward the mannequin its frozen gesture now almost prophetic tell monsieur le commissaire 
what happened in this room as you have traced it madame moira glanced at the commissaire who bowed his head in an attitude of attention which had in it not a little of humility the murderer lay in wait for monsieur jim horton said moira there's no doubt in my mind as to that the petit bleu was the lure this studio the trap the affair had been planned with skill the motive was vengeance and a desire to prevent certain papers from reaching the hands of monsieur le duc de vautrin this man tricot was already in the studio when monsieur horton and madame morin arrived perhaps monsieur le commissaire has already guessed where go on madame said mathieu gravely he had taken the clothing from the mannequin and put the lay figure out in the darkness on the ledge outside the north window then he went and stood in the place of the lay figure he had put on the old skirt and bolero jacket and slouch hat and about his shoulders was the gray drapery he had only to remain silent and motionless he was prepared to spring upon and stab monsieur jim horton when his back was turned but the appearance of madame morin disconcerted him he had counted on a quick death without an outcry madame morin knew him he did not dare to attempt to kill them both and so he waited saperlotte monsieur horton and madame morin examined the studio in curiosity and then went out into the hall now suspicious that all was not as it should be mr tricot did not dare to go until he was sure that they had gone he was about to take his leave when he heard a man's footsteps upon the stair and went back to his position on the model stand the man entered he thought that it was monsieur jim horton come back alone but it was not jim horton it was my husband harry horton his twin brother the testimony shows that their clothing was much alike their faces were the same tricot saw my husband's face for a moment under the low gas light as he came in the door locking it behind him god knows why my my husband was here i don't he came to spend the night perhaps to wait for me she paused breathing hard her words scarcely audible but a word from monsieur simon encouraged her again this tricot is desperate and very strong he sprang upon my husband and killed him but there was a sound of struggle and the noise of a fallen body which monsieur jim horton and his companion heard from the door of the room in the hall they came out and weapon in hand jim horton after several minutes broke in the door but by this time the murderer had taken his place again as the lay figure just as he stood when they had first entered the room in their horror at their discovery they passed him by and rushed down the stair and then madame nodded the commissaire he ran quickly to the window outside which he had put my lay figure dragged it in hurriedly dressed it in its clothing and restored it to its place then ran out and hid in the darkness of the hall-room intending to leap out to the roof below but he did not dare it with his injured leg resorting to the clever device which i have indicated to you of going out when the crowd swarmed excitedly up to the studio door 
and announcing that no one was there then messieurs in a moment he had mingled with the crowd and was gone and how did you learn this madame by a trifle which even your experienced eyes had overlooked this monsieur and she produced a small piece of torn cotton cloth from her pocket it was torn from the mannequin upon a projecting piece of tin and hung from the gutter outside you have only to apply it to the leg of the mannequin monsieur le commissaire the bewildered police officer took the small object and turned it over in his fingers then went to the lay figure while monsieur simon showed him the stains at the armpits and upon the thigh explaining the line of reasoning the girl had employed he raised his head and looked at her but his voice was that of a broken man my honour my reputation are in your keeping madame he muttered but moira caught him by the hands in an access of generosity i render them to you monsieur if monsieur le juge keeps silent you may be sure that i shall do so you are very good madame it is not your fault you were not familiar with the studio as i was and besides you were doing your duty while i it was my life my whole happiness that was involved and what can i do to repay you madame he asked find monsieur tricot she cried with spirit and monsieur quinlevin asked the judge quietly moira glanced at them then sank upon the couch and buried her head in her arms but she did not reply she could not she had reached the end of her resources monsieur simon bent over and touched her kindly on the shoulder you had better be going and getting some rest madame if you will permit me i am sure that madame simon will be glad if you will let me bring you to her moira looked up at the dark stain upon the floor the terrible mannequin and then rose there were tears in her voice as she gave the juge d'instruction her hand in gratitude ah thanks monsieur you are very kind if it will not trouble you and leaving the theatre of her life's drama to the solitary policeman on guard she followed the charitable monsieur simon down the stair monsieur mathieu had already disappeared End of chapter twenty four